Welcome to the Factual Forecast, a look at the week's biggest stories and what they mean from the editors of Factual. I'm Jimmy Lovis. Today is August 10th, and in this week's forecast, we've got a coup in Niger, primary elections in Argentina, a court hearing on Alabama's proposed congressional maps, the Spanish Parliament meeting, and leaders of the US, Japan, and South Korea gathering for a summit. You can also read about these stories and more in our weekly newsletter, which you can find a link to in the show notes. Up first, we'll take a look at the coup underway in Niger. For more on that, I've got Factual Senior Editor, Sophie Perrier. Hello, Sophie. Hey, Jimmy. So glad you're here. There's been a lot going on in West Africa as usual, but now we've got another coup in Niger. Can you give us a bit of a recap on how we got here? Absolutely. It has been quite a tumultuous couple of weeks for Niger. On July 26th, mutinous soldiers in their presidential guard seized power from President Bazoum, who was democratically elected in 2021. Bazoum is actually Niger's first democratically elected president since the country gained independence from France in 1960. Uh, And in that time, Niger has seen four successful coups. The most recent one prior to this occurred in 2010. So, as I said, on July 26th, soldiers from Niger's presidential guard appeared on television, announced that they had arrested President Bazoum, closed the country's borders, suspended the constitution and imposed a curfew. And a general named Abduhaman Chiani later declared himself leader of the new military junta. In the wake of the coup, multiple Western nations, including the UK, the US and France, have pulled some, if not all, humanitarian funding. France evacuated its nationals from its embassy in Naomi following an attack. And the regional bloc ECOWAS held an emergency summit to discuss their response to the coup. Now, they issued the military junta with an August 6th deadline to return the currently detained President Bazoum to power and effectively reverse the military takeover. So what are the latest developments? How are things going at the moment? Well, the junta failed to meet the August 6th deadline and instead doubled down on their grip on power, closing the country's airspace and refusing to allow an ECOWAS joint delegation to enter on Tuesday. ECOWAS is now set to hold an emergency summit on Thursday to discuss their next steps. The bloc has threatened a potential military intervention, but this would be a really divisive move that would really sort of entrench regional alliances and significantly reduce the chance of a quick or bloodless resolution to this situation. Uh, For example, Mali and Burkina Faso, two of Niger's neighbours who are also run by military juntas, are members of ECOWAS, and they have said that they would leave the bloc and stand with Niger if there was a regional military invasion. Uh, Similarly, Nigeria, where ECOWAS is headquartered, would have to obtain Senate approval to support a military intervention, and other neighbouring nations that aren't in the bloc um, have said that they are opposed to any kind of military action, one example being Algeria. So as you can see, quite a complicated situation and the development is sort of really hanging on how ECOWAS decides to proceed following their emergency summit tomorrow. How has the public reacted to all this in Niger? And, you know, I know you mentioned some of the international community, but have there been any other international responses to all this? Well, the U.S. has been a bit of an outlier in their financial position. 
unlike France and the UK, they haven't yet cut all of their funding to Niger. That's possibly a bit of an attempt to maintain some sort of leverage with the junta. Now, the US has also raised some concerns about Russia's potential involvement. There isn't a suggestion that Russia was actually behind the coup, but Prigozhin, who leads the Russian mercenary group Wagner, did express his support for the coup. Wagner troops are present in neighbouring Mali, and some reporting has suggested that Niger's coup leader reached out to Wagner for their support in tackling the same jihadist insurgency that Mali and Burkina Faso are currently facing. Um, And in an interview a couple of days ago, the US Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, raised concerns that Russia and Wagner would potentially capitalise on the insecurity in Niger in the wake of the coup to increase their influence within the region. Well, considering all that, what do you think folks should be watching for next then? There's a couple of things that people should be keeping an eye out for. Firstly, as I mentioned, ECOWAS's decision on military intervention, that is really going to dictate how the next phase of this situation plays out. If ECOWAS are able to draw up the necessary support among member states, it's not clear exactly when this intervention would begin, but we would very likely see mass protests in Niger itself because the Nigerian public are broadly opposed to any sort of foreign intervention. And we have seen that borne out in the tensions with France over their ongoing military presence in the country. The other aspect to be aware of is the domestic situation, as the impact of sanctions are starting to bite. Niger missed a $3.8 million treasury bond repayment on Tuesday, and the public are contending with rolling blackouts because Nigeria, who usually supplies significant percentage of Niger's power aren't able to do so at the moment because of these financial sanctions. Niger is one of the world's poorest nations, according to both the UN and the World Bank. And with a lot of the development funding disappearing quite quickly in the wake of the coup, we will begin to see civilian impacts fairly quickly, most likely with regards to food insecurity and the potential for famine. Well, Sophie, we'll pause there for today, but I suspect this won't be the last time we have you on talking about Niger or a West Africa coup for that matter. Always appreciate your briefings. No problem. Thanks for having me. Take care. Argentinians will vote in the country's primaries on Sunday. The polls come ahead of the general election on October 22nd. Current President Alberto Fernandez announced earlier this year that he would not be seeking re-election. That, after a tumultuous political period, saw discontent grow both nationally due to the country's deepening economic crisis and internally within the ruling Peronist Justicialist Party. On Sunday, voters will narrow down their presidential candidates as well as vote on open seats in the Senate and Chamber of Deputies. Leading the early polls is the center-right opposition coalition Juntos por el Cambio, followed by the populist Peronist-backed Union por la Patria, likely led by current economic minister Sergio Massa, as well as far-right and radical libertarian candidate Javier Millet. Now, with the general elections and a runoff second round looming in the coming months, the Argentinian primaries are a solid but not certain indicator on who will be running the country for the next four years. The historically dominant Peronist party and its many factions suffered a strong defeat in 2021's legislative elections, directly leading to their loss of a majority in the Senate for the first time in decades. The primaries will also showcase in which direction the opposition's campaign focuses depending on the results of the tight race internally between the more center-right Buenos Aires mayor Horacio Rodriguez Larreta and former defense minister Patricia Bullrich. 
Finally, dire economic and inflationary woes will undoubtedly be at the top of the campaigns, even after recent negotiations with the IMF resulted in an initial $7.5 billion loan, providing some respite. A panel of three federal judges will hear arguments Monday on the latest proposed congressional maps for Alabama. In June, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld a lower court ruling that ordered state lawmakers to redraw the maps to create two districts in which, quote, black voters either comprise a voting age majority or something quite close. In the special session that followed, the legislature approved new maps with just one majority black district and a second with around 40% in apparent defiance of the court mandate. Now, Democrats are hopeful the creation of a second majority black district in Alabama could lead to similar outcomes in Louisiana and Georgia. That would certainly be a boost to their efforts to flip control of the House in 2024. Officials have said new maps for Alabama must be in place by October 1st to prepare for next year's elections. Spain's parliament will convene on Thursday, and when they meet, they'll start the process of appointing a new government. Conservative Party Partido Popular won 136 seats in Parliament during the July 23rd elections, followed by Progressive Party Partido Socialista Obrero Español with 122 seats. A new president of the lower chamber will relay the composition of the Parliament to King Felipe VI, who will then summon representatives of the different parties to a consultation round. Following consultations, the king will propose a candidate to be appointed prime minister. If the proposed candidate fails to obtain the necessary votes from lawmakers to become prime minister, the vote will be repeated the following 48 hours, in which case obtaining a simple majority will suffice. If the candidate fails to gain enough support after two parliamentary votes, the king will propose a new candidate, and the same process will take place again. Now, after the outcome of the general election and as negotiations among parties, there are two likely scenarios. The king could ask Partido Popular's Alberto Núñez Feijú to try to form a government first, but the formation of an alliance with enough support from the chamber is unlikely given that their potential allies, far-right party Vox and conservative Navarre Nationalist Party UPN, didn't win enough seats to make up for the necessary majority. If Partido Socialista Ober Español's incumbent Pedro Sánchez is instead tasked with forming a government, he could succeed in the simple majority vote with the support of progressive, Catalan, and Basque nationalist parties. If none of the candidates proposed by the king manage to form a government in two months, the parliament will be dissolved and the general elections will be held again. Japanese and South Korean leaders will travel to the United States next Friday to meet President Joe Biden. Biden invited South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol and Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida to the meeting during the G7 summit in Japan back in May. The summit will take place at Camp David in Maryland, where the leaders are expected to discuss expanding cooperation across the Indo-Pacific, including addressing the threat posed by North Korea and to strengthen ties with the Association of Southeast Asian Nations and the Pacific Islands. Now, the meeting comes as Biden's administration aims to strengthen its relationship with Japan and South Korea, as they all share the threat of North Korea's nuclear and missile program and China's growth. The three countries have never held a formal summit, with Japan and South Korea recently working to improve their relationship after years of tensions. South Korean officials have said the meeting will be an opportunity to elevate cooperation among the three countries to a, quote, new level.
As always, thank you for listening to the Factual Forecast. We publish our forward-looking podcast and newsletter each Thursday to help you get a jump start on the week ahead. Please subscribe and review wherever you find your podcasts. We'd love it if you'd consider telling a friend about us. Today's episode was produced with work from Factual Editors Jaime Kai Moreno, Joe Vieira, Irene Viora, and Jess Fino. Our interview feature editor, Sophie Perrier, and the podcast is produced and edited by me, Jimmy Lovis. Our music comes courtesy of Andrew Gosby. Until next time, if you have any feedback, suggestions, or events we missed, drop us a note by emailing hello at factual.com.